0: Hey, Eric. (laughs) Hey, Mike. (laughs) How are you doing?
1: Good. Good. And you?
0: Good. Hey, we just recorded a really good episode of Sales Academy training, and I thought we'd make sure people knew that.
1: Another good episode. All of these are good episodes. Anytime we get together, there's there's solid content. I, I truly enjoy it.
0: And this is going to be uh, also an episode of the Elevating IT Podcast, which is why I thought I'd do a little um, teaser. Welcome to the episode. And um, just let you know that we really talked about the secrets of life on this. I mean, if you, attend, if you listen to this whole episode, you're going to learn everything you need to do know about business and living.
1: Everything. Every single aspect I mean, of it. Everything. That's we all. We cover it today. all. And now, here's this episode of the Elevating IT Podcast, sponsored by Audit. All
0: right, welcome to our Sales Academy record. We're we're recording another episode of the Sales Academy. I'm Mike Brooks with Eric Torres from Datto. Eric, welcome again.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So we're doing this, you know. Sometimes we chop these up into smaller bits and then do small trainings. We're going to do this just conversational today. I wanted to do a check-in, talk about a few things that are popping up um, just out in the wild, and you know, we're we're in almost in March. It's about March first when we're when we're recording this, so you'll see it in the first week of March, hopefully on the training site, and. A lot of stuff going on. I mean, and I just want to check in with you. What are you seeing? What are you doing? What's going on at Datto? You guys are busy. I see a lot of stuff happening.
1: Very busy. Um, the, the virtual world, just it's, it's never ending. There's, there's so many events that take place and meetings and calls. And uh, I don't think we've ever been as close as we are today. It's, it's constant Zoom and, and Teams meetings.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what do you see? What are you seeing? What are you hearing out there from MSPs?
1: Um, it's actually. I, I think we're turning a corner. I think. Uh, I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of excitement about this year, the vaccines and everything that's happening. But uh, I'm starting to get calls from from partners of ours that want to do live in person events. Oh, wow! Small, small, safe events and. It just it I couldn't be happier about it. And yeah, and, and depending on on the locations, but uh Florida, Texas, even California, some of our, our partners out there are saying, hey, things are are going to open back up pretty soon. Can we do a small lunch and learn, small breakfast event? And uh yeah, I'm I'm excited.
0: Fantastic. And uh are you are you are you um I, the, the big elephant in the room, of course, for Datto is dadocon. Like when, where?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we We miss it. I
0: miss, miss, did I, I told you my, fit my DadoCon story, right? Like my first DadoCon when you guys, it was only last year. No, the year before we missed last year, right? Last year was the last year, but the first year was that I was at DadoCon with two years ago and uh, I was standing at my booth. All of a sudden this cart of bacon rolls out. (laughs) I was like, the sea this the the skies open the seas of it was like a tray like a, a cart with bacon and candy like I was like this is amazing
1: it it has become a thing over the years uh and it's all because one year we had uh turkey bacon and in the survey that went out post datocon there were so many people that complained about it They're like, do not get turkey bacon. And it became a thing. So yeah, now now we have trays of bacon. That's (laughs) real bacon.
0: That's hilarious. (laughs) And and it was like, I swear to God, like, you know, after being on the road, all the the time, you know, you you go to some events and some events are um, are and all events are great, but some sometimes they don't have the best food options or you know, the, the coffee's gone before it even gets out there. And, you know, you guys made sure at DattoCon, man, I was like, wow, these guys are serious about food and beverage. And like, you're never going hungry at a DattoCon. And when that bacon, yeah. I was like, that was, this is a thing. That's like a dream, you know, like dream about
1: that.
0: somebody rolling up a cart with, with like a hundred pounds of bacon on it.
1: <laughs> right. Right. So DattoCon, um, we, we want to do one live uh we there's no official announcements we are looking towards the the latter part of the year and 2021, uh, 2021 so there might um, be gotcha. because th- the virtual event world it's, it's it's just not the same people people go to have that experience and nothing against the virtual events that that we're doing and that we're a part of but a, a virtual booth just isn't the same and nice the the networking in one of the lounges, the virtual lounge, it's nowhere near a lobby bar or you know all the events that we have happening. So uh, we are looking at the the latter part of the year and uh, we're moving forward as if it's happening but there's still plans in place we, we won't make it happen. we won't have it if it's if it's not 100% safe. if we can't guarantee people's safety um, then yeah we won't we won't do it but, we're, we're moving forward and planning, planning for one.
0: Well, we'll be there, you know, we'll be sponsoring when, when that time comes. So yeah. And actually, you know, a funny thing, I have the Datto pen
1: in my hand as we're talking uh, I'm a I'm a pen snob, and those are really nice pens. They're the best
0: pens. I know we've <laughs> talked about that before, but it's worth mentioning that if yeah. you have a chance, it's worth going to a, an event just to get a Datto pen. They're great. And we actually copied the pen. We, the audit pen. Your
1: pens, started. are I have, uh, actually, I've got yours uh, right here. Look at
0: that. <laughs> oh, no, that's different. That's a, that's a... Um, that's the USB one. Yeah, that's a USB one. We yeah. have pens that are just like this. It's like that? All right. They're gray. <laughs> Yours are blue. Ours are gray, but they're literally, it's the same pen. We found, same pen. We, we went and found the same pen. <laughs> it yeah. took us a while, but we tracked it down. We got a bunch of samples in. We're like, oh, this is the one. This is the one. This they is you the used. one, yeah. We could have just asked you, but instead we we went on a detective mission to find the pen. <laughs> so, all right, Eric, I, I got a couple questions for you. Sure. And, and I'm asking this because I saw you pop up and the answer may be you have no idea yet, but you guys are on because uh, it's probably relatively new clubhouse. Let's talk about yes. clubhouse a little. Are you You guys are on it. I saw you um, pop up with uh, a, a sales, you know, the sales team was going to be live on clubhouse. What's your experience mm-hmm. been? Are you, are you um, and, and the reason I'm asking is it's a new social network. I think it's important if, you know, everybody, if you own an MSP, you're in sales and you're in marketing, period. Even if you're a one-man show, that's your job is to communicate your brand and, and sell people on your service. You can hire somebody to do everything else if you really wanted to, but you have to, if you're in business, you're a sales marketing organization, whatever business you're in. So when something like that comes out and it's an opportunity, it's important to look at it, but it's also important to temper that with should I be spending my, you know, two hours a day playing on this thing? So
1: yeah. curious
0: on your feedback.
1: So um, it, I see the value in it. I, I do play around on it. Uh, you know, I, it was just, I didn't even hear of it till a couple of weeks ago and uh, the team brought it in and, and said, Hey, there's this, this new, Social network and, and check it out. There's, there's some room here for the MSP community. What do you, what do you think? And it's actually one of my counterparts uh, in Europe, in EMEA, Greg Jones. He's the one that's really spearheading it, saying, let's jump out in front of this. Let's start putting rooms together. Let's get MSPs involved. Uh, we have some partners that, that, MSPs that are reaching out to us saying, Hey, do you have, uh, anything going on with clubhouse? I'd, I'd like to, to be a part of it.
0: And that's an important um, sign right there. You know, yeah. when you hear your people asking for it. That's right. an important thing. Right.
1: To for. Uh, so just fairly recently we, we started a, a room, we started our own, um, and we're learning some of the inner workings of it. In order to have a, a dedicated room, you have to go through so many different, like smaller ones first. I think you have to do like five or six or something. And then you can get your branded rooms. So that's, that is something that, that we're looking at and, and it's something people are asking for. And since it's new, there's nothing really done yet. And we think we can, we can put something together and, and have a, a, a community, a following and just mind share. Uh, I was in. I was in one of them yesterday, and it was uh, it was a couple data partners, a couple non partners, and just talking about sales and marketing. Talking about uh, the conversation even went into marketing development funds, what to do with funding from vendors, what kinds of events, what kinds of marketing campaigns to put together, and it was just a, an hour long conversation, and no different than what we're doing right here. It's just without the video and people tuning in and you can either listen or you can join in on the conversation. So it's uh, not as invasive without the video. So I, I think people are, are liking it. They could be doing other things and have their phone playing and, and listen to us. So, yeah, that's uh, I, I think there are some, there's some legs there. There's something, there's something here. We just, we're trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Um you know, I always, I always temper people with, with jumping on fads and diving into it and taking, you know, you never want to take your eye off the ball, but you have to investigate these things and see what they're all about. And I think this is one of those moments. And I've seen a few of them, you know, I I've been, I'm a marketing person more than I am a salesperson. You know, I study and eat, sleep, breathe sales. I've sold, I've, I love it, love teaching it. I love getting out there and, and selling. I, I, I mean, I sell, but I, I, at my heart, I'm a marketing person. Sure. And uh, I've been using these channels, social media channels for, for going on, you know, as long as they've been around. So uh, as soon as I could make a account for myself on Facebook, you know, back when they were still in, you could only get it if you were in a college. Um, mm-hmm. I was on there very early. I was on Twitter early. I was on a lot of these social networks, early marketing using them. And, and Facebook was one of those things that was a huge opportunity. If you were a business on Facebook, when in the, what we call as marketing people, we call it the wild West days of where, where just anything goes, you benefited big time. If you were a first business on there, you benefited in a big way. And there's been some social channels like that, that have popped up that are well worth the investment of time. I think clubhouse has that written all over them. Um, and and for people watching this who have no idea what it is, it's a audio only social network, mm-hmm. um, and the audio is not recorded. So what is said is said and gone. It is the best way to explain it is it's a podcast without it being recorded. So you're hearing things in real time. It's like um, and and the the. the they treat it like a networking event. So it's like a DattoCon, right? You're in the hallway and you can see all these rooms you could possibly go into. They're talking about all different things. You walk in, you sit and you listen. If you wanna speak, you raise your hand and you get up on stage if you're invited and you can speak. Uh, so it's really interesting. And, and I think it's gonna, like you said, I, I think one day people will just have Clubhouse probably embedded on their site. We're already seeing advertisers. Jump into Clubhouse, sponsoring rooms. Uh, yep, it's a it's a interesting, like you can be in a room with some celebrity level people. I mean, Guy Raz hosts a room. Um, Damon from Shark Tank, hold Damon John. Yep. I, I was forget
1: his name. Damon John.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, he hosts. He, he's in there all the time. And Grant Cardone has been in there, and they jump into other people's rooms. So you can be in there, and Grant Cardone could jump into your room and start talking. Like they they can't talk if you're hosting it unless you let them. But um, yeah, I think it's great. So you guys have seen, and, and I love that you said that your users, your uh, not your users are we have users, you have clients, uh, your clients, your vendor, yeah. your your MSP clients are asking for it. That's yeah, that's a sign that something's there. So as MSPs right. listening to this, if your clients are asking you if you're on there, that's a great sign.
1: Absolutely.
0: Cool. So you recommend it. So uh, long story short is you recommend it. it's at least something you can explore because we, we, you know, it, it's worth the time. We don't want to get into, we, we, if we, we, we put it in the time waster column or the, or the well worth it column, we're putting it in the well worth it. Are there any cons to this that you see or things that
1: they, ask Um, you? I mean, my only con is, is more personal than anything. It, it's, we're we're extremely busy and we're running with a, a a lean crew and I'm already doing 10, 12 hour days. And now it's after I'm done standing at my desk and working here, then I move into to my 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 evenings and still working by listening and participating in, in these rooms. So it's, it's that's my only gripe about it, is it's now the workday has gone from 12 hours to 14. <laughs> so but yeah, there's, there's definitely legs here. There's, there's, uh, I see the value. Any, anytime you get MSPs talking to each other, it's, there's, there's value. And not just MSPs, but in every industry out there, you get, you get people, like-minded people who are doing the same thing, sharing their ideas, good things are gonna happen.
0: Awesome. Cool. Um, so uh, now I'm gonna slide into um, hiring. Yeah. Hiring the salesperson. We've talked about this before. We've got other trainings, but I wanted to dive into this a little bit because um, I hear the question. I mean, I see this question all the time. You see it in forums, and it seems to come up all the time. Um, let's first of all, where do MSPs get it wrong when approaching hiring a salesperson? What have you seen that has Not worked, and you were a salesperson at an MSP, so you know you know better than most people. What do you see is is, are are ways they've gotten it wrong, pitfalls they should watch out for?
1: I can, from my own experience and and building sales teams and sitting through hundreds of interviews, my biggest thing was could they communicate on a on a business level, not talking so much the technical level they're going to sit in the interview and, and just spit a bunch of technical things at me that that's what they're going to do in a sales call. And that's not what we were looking for. We were, we were looking for somebody that could fit with our own team, the, the culture of the team that, that was, that was very important, but also somebody that wasn't going to talk in circles. We would intentionally ask a question that, that, Nobody has the answer to, but we wanted to see what they would, what they would say. And either what I was looking for was somebody to say, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer to that. Let me, let me find out. And i I can, I can get back to you. That's the answer I was looking for. Right. Not the answer of somebody talking in circles, trying to confuse me going, okay, well, what did you just say? Um, that's what we were looking for in the interview process. Um, some Do of the mistakes- think, let
0: me Let me stop you there for a second. Do you think that that's why is that skill so important? And I can see a couple of reasons why that's important. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Sure. But I sure. want to know, like, what are some reasons why that's so important?
1: Um, I think trust is a huge one. It, in sales, no matter what you're selling, you're you're gaining somebody's trust. And I just I've always thought the 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 best way to do that is to not dance around the question and and just. If you don't know something, just flat out tell them, hey, I don't know this, but I surround myself with people that are smart, that can figure this out. Let me get back to you. Um, it, it's, it's creating that, that, that one-on-one bond with, in the sales process. And if, if you can't connect with people on that kind of level, if you can't talk to them in a business sense and, and, and gain their trust, then the sales aren't going to happen. You could, have the, you could have the best technology in the world, but if you can't connect with somebody that you're, you're trying to get as a new customer, it's never going to work.
0: Do you think that, you know, also there's, what comes to my mind is that if the last thing you want as an MSP is to have your sales guy, who's probably a non-technical guy, go out there and BS your, your, mm-hmm. your client. You don't want them to do a couple things, right? You don't want them to talk over their heads. You want them to be speaking their language um, you really simplifying everything. That's a really, really important thing so that the the prospect understands you, but you also, you also don't want them taking over and, and, and going too technical when they're not qualified to. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Especially if you're talking, if you do happen to be talking to somebody who is technical and you're not technical, they're going to call you out on that real quick.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I went, yeah, I did that in an interview once. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did that in a job interview years and years. I mean, this is going back. Yeah. I'm not even going to say how long it's going back, but somebody asked me about a buzzword that, that was new to our industry and I'd heard it once, but didn't know anything about it. And I started talking yeah. about it. And as I was talking about it, I'm like, what are you doing in my mind? I'm like, stop. <laughs> stop it. And I got totally got it wrong. When I went back, I looked it up and I was like, Oh, that I totally yeah. really screwed that one up.
1: You know, it, it, and it's not just sales too. We, we had the, the same process for hiring engineers. We would, we would put a, a, a small test in front of them. Live just, hey, draw this network out or here's a drawn, here's a schematic. Here's the problem. What would you do to resolve this? And some of the questions were intended to trip them up to see if they would be like, uh, well, that's wrong. First of all, this is what I would have done that's what we were looking for. And, and, and then the explanation of it, could they explain that in a, in a way that a non-technical person could understand what was happening? That's what we were hiring for engineers.
0: And I interrupted you, I, I Howard Sterned you. I'm sorry about that. I don't know if you watch Howard Stern's interviews, but he has a habit of asking these rapid questions. Like he asks you a question, you start answering, them, and then he interrupts the person and asks them a new question. And he just hammers like he'll ask. Yeah, no question. no
1: worries whatsoever. We're having but, fun. Uh, all good.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you remember where you were going. You were about to say something and I Howard Stern you.
1: Mm, yeah. I don't remember where That's I was cool. going. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It was probably going to be brilliant too, man. I
0: yeah. <laughs> but all right. So, for sales hire, you're hiring that salesperson. I mean, there's different. How do you? What's a pay structure? I hear that all the time too. It's like, what should we pay them? Should we pay them all commission? Should we pay them a salary and commission? Like, how do you? How do you decide how to pay the, these these folks?
1: The way we did it is salary and commission. And the, the structure of it was was over time. And if you're building a book of business, your commissions aren't going to be that high for the, the beginning of, of your, your career with that, with that MSP. So we had the, the commission structure, the, the salary higher in the beginning. Um, and then as their commissions started coming in, the salary went down because they would make more money on their commissions. So it was done in a way that it was very upfront saying, yes, the first three six months of your employment here this is what you can bank on even with no sales coming in you're going to get this now as you start building your book and your book's going to grow fairly quickly we hope that's when we'll start we'll go back and adjust what the salary is so it so it it works out so it works out in the msp's favor and and the sales reps favor where it's just not uh, so lopsided but yeah we we structured it in a way that salary and commission um, the commission varied based on their experience and it, it was all, all on that. We ended up hiring a lot of, um, we built our own and I, maybe we've covered this in a, in a different, um, session we had, but we like to hire within. So it was a process. I was hiring cold callers, teaching them how to do it. They got good at that job or they left, um, And then we gave them a choice. Do you want to go from cold calling into inside sales? And then inside sales grew into outside sales, or maybe the path was straight to outside sales, but we built our own sales reps. Very, very rarely were we going outside for a brand new top level sales rep. We were saying, let's let's build a sales rep. Let's teach them our processes, teach them our ways, and then move them into that role. And Still to this day at, at, at my old MSP, some of the, the ones that went through that entire process are their best sales reps and they're just killing it.
0: Yeah, I love that process because it's, it's because um, that's a big thing that, that you hear a lot is, well, what should they do? And, and a lot of MSPs, uh, you, you know, we're talking about the, the ones who, we're talking about certain ones, like some, some MSPs have their process dialed in, they know exactly what they're going to do they have, yeah. they understand the they have trainings they're they're ready to rock and roll but some of them just don't understand the sales process at all right they think well you know I can't sell I don't want to sell I just want to be a technician I'm just going to go hire somebody to sell then they don't set up a good pay structure they think the person well I'll hire an all commission person and then they they don't know the difference between you know a hunter and or a farmer right yep. those are two different sales types of positions and there's different roles within there um, so they hire the, the person they think is going to be the everything, right? They're going to go out there and they're going to work commission only and spend six months networking to try and pay themselves. That's not going to work, right? Like, so I like that approach. You you actually hired somebody in to do one thing. Yep. That's cool. Unless, so you-
1: unless we had a candidate that, that really wowed us, that came in and, and uh, or we did... Uh, there were a couple that came in that uh, came from other MSPs, had right, the experience yeah, yeah. already, and said, Look, here's we are oh, selling it. Yeah. Th- and that, that was a, I mean, those were the, those were rock stars as well. So right.
0: they're going to cost you more though.
1: Yeah. But they're going to be gonna worth more, more
0: because there are, they already know what they're doing. Yep. Um, yeah. I saw recently, I had a, um, a, a client of ours actually, the salesperson was a, a rock star. And that person was closing like crazy, loved, loved our product, right? Because she, they, they used it in their company. The owner loved it. The owner had a great sales process. The owner himself was very sales oriented, right? Like he could go out there and sell. And he gave the, the, the person who he hired all the right tools. Now that person ended up leaving, going to another MSP, and I can tell it's not going to be a great experience because the owner of that company is a techie who doesn't get sales, doesn't get selling. And, and they aren't going to use our tool. They aren't going to use any tool. They're just kind of bringing that person in expecting them to go do their thing. And that person may be successful because the person is a good salesperson. So, you know, but you can tell the difference in attitude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very and I guess the one thing I would say to MSPs is listen to what Eric's saying here, and, and you know get an understanding of how to hire a salesperson because there's if you if you hire it wrong you just be banging your head against the wall.
1: Yeah. There was also a, a an element of this is going to come off wrong, but it, it's a fine line. the, the best sales salespeople are very confident and it's a fine line of confidence and cockiness and overconfident. And, and there's, there's a very fine line there where you've got, you've got, we, we went through them as well. Just a hot shot sales rep that comes in and saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then they produced nothing. And we're just like, we, it's, it's a fine line. And, and again, the, the best sales reps are confident and, and it's, it's tricky, but uh, I was always leery of, of the ones coming into an interview that were that were a little bit extra and then uh, they didn't they didn't make it with us.
0: Yeah, that's smart, you know, and I think the you said it already, the really the simple thing is to try and get are they going to are they are they smart enough to know they don't know the answer to something and, mm-hmm. and not the yes somebody. And that's a great thing to ask in the interview. Sounds like that's one of the key things you're looking for in the interview yep. process. Anything, anything else that you can add to that, that, you know, ways to look for the right fit. You know, somebody who's a great communicator is gonna be, you know, you can tell they're, they're good at selling, but they're not like, a you know, uh, selling snake oil either. And sure. they're gonna be honest, they're gonna be trustworthy. They're going to admit they can't answer something and get the answer and, you know, any other questions to reveal those.
1: Yeah, we, we had a a process that we used, um, the interviews with us and granted, we were a larger so We did have different roles, different departments, but we brought in quite a few people into the interview. It was almost, we had, in some cases it was five or six of us interviewing one person and it's, it's done for a couple of reasons to make it the most effective use of our time. And rather than all these different interviews, just get it all done. Um, but Also, that's very nerve-wracking. If you go, the the interview process, you're nervous enough. Then you walk into the room and there's five people sitting across the table from you judging you. Um, We did that to see how they would react. And also, the, the biggest thing is we had people from every department it was somebody in in operations, in uh, a senior engineer, uh, a, a support desk, uh, even even ownership and executives. But so every department, whether they had any interaction with this individual or not, if, if they did get hired, it it was more about hey, what do you think about this person overall? Will they fit with our group? Because we were a very tight knit group at every MSP. You're a, you're a smaller organization and. You're a, you're a tight-knit group and bringing somebody new into that group, you better make sure they fit. And that was more my role. I, I went into the interview. Each one of us had a specific role. The for If, if it was a, a technical interview, the, the engineers were grilling them on the tech side. I was grilling them on the, the people side. Could you communicate? And then would you fit in with this group? Would I have a, a, a beer with you after work or not? And that was, that's the way we did it. And it worked out very well for us.
0: I love that. And, and I'll tell you what I would do if I was a single person MSP and you can tell me if I'm full of it, but here, cause I'm not an MSP, I play one on TV, but <laughs> I would, if I was a single person MSP hiring my first salesperson, that was my first hire to grow. I would get my peer group or I would find other MSPs to play the roles of employees in my company. Yeah and, and interview them because I think that's brilliant because that's reality, right? If that guy goes in a girl or girl goes into a client, they're going to be probably sitting there with multiple people potentially in the room judging and asking questions. And and you're, you've, you've got to make sure they can present to all the stakeholders in the company. You know, what if a CEO of a company is there? What if the, you know, they also have their CFO and they have their sales manager and they have their, this, you know you got to be prepared so i think that's a great litmus test
1: i'll i'll also share this um and and this is getting a little off topic but in our industry it's very male dominated and it's yep. just the nature of of our industry and
0: but the girls rock too the, the girls they are, are
1: that's them. that's what i'm that's what i'm i'm getting at is is if that well, the number one mistake is just limiting your your field if you're only looking for a certain thing you're making a mistake open that up to everybody because i will say one of the single greatest sales reps i've ever seen was this uh a good friend of mine and she came in and she is just killing it in sales and and i i just get the sense that some msps would have looked over her saying ah oh, no what does she know and and that's just not the case this girl right. this girl knows more than you <laughs> so so yeah that like don't narrow your field down don't say i'm looking for a specific thing say I'm looking for a sales rep. I don't care what you yep. look like, who you are, and and see what what kind of talent comes through.
0: As my daughter used to say, "Girls rule, boys drool." <laughs>
1: so
0: That was when she was probably yeah. seven to ten years old.
1: Even even same thing on on the cold calling side. Like, um, don't limit any don't limit anything anybody that you're looking at. Right. That's, that's my yeah. Favorite. I think you
0: should always be looking for the best person with absolutely yeah. no bias, no no you know, put put those by, you know, blinders on so that you're, you're really just looking for the qualities of the person. Does the person engage you? Does the person um, motivate you? Uh, do they have the rights? Do they have those right things that we talked about? Mm-hmm. This is yeah. great. This has been great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it off there, Eric. This has been a really good uh, episode sure. where we started with Clubhouse and eased our way into sales management. So uh, look forward to our next one. And uh, a DattoCon, right? I can't wait to see you at DattoCon, my friend.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see you in person, pal. It's it's a good, It'll be a good time. All right.
0: Thanks for being here again, Eric. This was a great episode. And
1: until next time, everybody keep elevating IT. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.